Hey, thank you for joining. Uh, this is Home from the Therapist, and my name is James. This is episode five, and uh, we had a little bit of a gap between episodes here. I apologize for that, but folks, the ADHD kicked in. I don't know if any of you struggle with that like I do, but uh, it doesn't matter how much medication, how much therapy you get. Sometimes the ADHD comes in and, and wrecks your day, and I just forgot to go to the therapist. You know, I've got a podcast tied to it. I work on website, uh, social media, and you'd think it'd be important enough for my weirdo brain to remember to go to the therapist. It, well, last week I did. So anyway, um, that kind of blew me up a little bit, and I was going to do a studio session uh, with uh, a neighbor who turns out has ADHD, and we have a great story about how I found out about that. Um and I was going to do that in studio, but it turned out um, we ended up getting a little surprise vacation um, out in the woods uh, in a cottage with uh, my family. Took my kids fishing, uh, so it was a great break, great way to decompress. And I, I don't know about you ADHD guys, but uh, I keep going and going and going until I burn up. And um, I, I just forget. I forget to take breaks, forget to take vacation. So it was really, really good for me. Anyway, um, so maybe we'll do the neighbor thing uh, in studio on a rainy day or something. Um, so anyway, that's what happened uh, up until now. Uh, this segment that uh, that I recorded on the way home, uh, there's a lot of talk about Plan A. So I don't know if you, any of you are movie buffs. We'll call this Plan A from Outer Space. Remember, you can catch us at www.homefromthetherapist.com. Also, uh, we're on social media on Facebook and uh, Twitter at HFTT Podcast. That's Hotel Foxtrot Tango Tango Podcast for you military types like me. Anyway, uh, once again, I appreciate you guys joining. Uh, this has um, turned out to be a, a pretty good thing for me, and I'm hoping you guys are enjoying it too. So, um, if you like us, uh, get on that social media, get on our website, comment, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, but I really do. I, I would like some feedback. I appreciate some feedback. I've been getting a little bit outside channels, but be nice to get up there. As ADHD people, uh, we respond to that. So those affirmations keep us going. Yum, 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 yum. So anyway, here we go. And um, have a great day. Hi, this is James, and uh, this is Home from the Therapist. Um, I just got out of the office. Uh, it's been a couple weeks, um, and I'll address some of this in the <coughs> introduction, but I wanted to get the meat of what's going on. My wife often tells me for podcasts that you just got to get to it, get to the point. So the point of this week's podcast is, what is your plan A? And we talk about this, obviously, because I have a problem with it. What is your plan A is about your focus. And you do need to look for the destination. We're not talking about that. Um, a lot of times, especially with ADHD, focus on my next step. My next step, it might be, you know, what I've got to do to get to my goal. I still may be working towards my goal as I see it. But I'm not looking towards the end. 
but that still isn't it totally because if you make someone else your plan A then when they're disappointed when they're upset and that can be it can be for completely different reasons it doesn't have to be driven by you as an ADHD person we are very self-deprecating we punish ourselves we constantly are disappointed in ourselves and this is this is what it is it's because we've made someone else plan a it's your spouse it's your parent it's uh, your boss when you are undertaking or I should say engaging in an undertaking and you are doing it with someone else as your plan A you're, you're, you're setting yourself up for failure and of course that ADHD mind when you disappoint that person you or you feel like you've disappointed them the reality is is that you have the wrong focus and that person oftentimes has the wrong focus if it's a spouse if you're in a relationship um, you know you you have a responsibility to your spouse to remind them that their focus is wrong this is part of a relationship that you have discussions okay this isn't accusations um, spouses don't respond well to accusations I can assure you of that but we're each responsible for our part in a relationship and what we're doing um, so some of you listening right now think that I'm saying that I should be my plan A that my focus should be me well guess what folks that is <laughs> that's the ADHD mind will do that your focus a lot of times is yourself that's selfishness right when you take that focus and put it on yourself then when you do the wrong thing you feel bad because you were being selfish so what do we do sounds like a catch-22 right you can't make other people your plan A you can't make yourself the plan A through this podcast you've heard me encourage people to especially ADHD people to meditate meditation I, I forget to do it sometimes and I've actually started scheduling it into my day because meditation in the morning will help give you direction for the day and set you on the right path and give you the right tone and meditation midday will break any distractions that you've allowed yourself to fall into or that has been brought against you meditation is about separation it is about stepping back and looking at what your mind is doing and not passing judgment per se but just understanding and you you have to understand that this is this is a huge step for some people it's a huge step for me to gain this perspective on where I'm going and what I'm doing and you just what I'm thinking so that you don't just go and 
become ruled by your emotion and driven by your emotion and do things that you don't want to do or have the wrong attitude as you continue through your day. And lastly, I would encourage people to meditate at night. You need to, you need to review your day. You need to look at how you did things, separate and think about what you're thinking going into the evening. If you're going in, and I often do this, where I'm just carrying the weight of the entire day on my shoulders, the responsibility of being a husband and being a father and providing all of those things weigh down on you. But when I take a moment to meditate, <clears throat> I gain separation. I quiet the mind, and the mind is really noisy at night. And when I quiet the mind, I feel the body relax because it's been separated, it's unplugged. It's like when you get today's session, we, we referred to the matrix, and there's a lot of parallels I can draw to this. Um, through this. I don't know if any of you are Matrix fans. I'm a huge Matrix fan. I'm a, I'm a computer guy. But I'm also a believer. And when you believe in the source, it, you gain a new perspective. I think a lot of people got confused in the Matrix series when it started going into the source. But there were other people like me who are like, oh man, wow, it's right on the head. There's a source to this, to life, that is indwelling in me, in you, and in all living things. And when you view things from the perspective of the source, your perspective becomes right. And you will naturally align to the right way to go. Now, I, I've I've said this before, I come to therapy and I'm dedicated to weekly therapy for the rest of my life because I need to be accountable. I tell myself lies. I came in here feeling good, but I know I told myself lies. I got exposed again. I always get exposed to my lies. And if you put yourself into this process, be prepared. You can't get upset. You can't try to put blame. You need to own the blame and, and deal with that. The lies that you tell yourself that you have been selling to your spouse or selling to your parent or selling to your friends, your boss, the world, you're trying to pass that off. You wonder why things don't work. And it's because you're, you're, you've created this lie. You're living lies. And you're never going to be any good until you see that and start dealing with it. And I believe that one of the first ways is having someone, a third party, to help you be accountable for your actions, to give you an outside perspective that is on the same path and, and understanding you. And un, they, the, they need to be able to understand, as my therapist does, when I say that I am telling lies. Please help me see the lies so that I can deal with those. And 
some of those lies you're telling yourself are going to be a gut punch. It's going to take the wind out of you. And it happens to me all the time in here. It's one of the reasons I started this, this podcast, because the, when you do this, when you open yourself up to this process, you are opening yourself up to seeing those lies and you're going to put that on yourself and and there's a real danger that you are going to um, be self-deprecating and to punish yourself because of that and you can't do that that's no good for the process I mean, you can't be dismissive, but you need to know you're, you're telling your, yourself lies and understand that that is part of who you are. Own it. But then get about the business of dealing with it. Now, I have this tendency to want to know why or understand the why of things. Why did I do that? And I said today that I'm analytical, I'm a computer guy. So I want to understand how things work and I feel like that if I understand that and I, I get that why, then I can help adjust my path because I understand the function of, of the things. I've seen how, the mechanics of it. And what my therapist made me realize today is that you can still one, set yourself up for, for failure doing that. And, and secondly, it's not the right order of operations. You, you are still masking it, and you're getting distracted by doing that. The truth is, is that if you look at it from a perspective of what is my plan A, in other words, what is the intention of the source in my life and am I doing or headed in the direction that the source is directing me is the source is a light to your path but that light to your path is just around you now you have to understand that ultimately you are headed towards the source. There's my matrix reference. You're going back to become one with the source. And there are some mechanics in that that you will need to come to understand, but, or at least the way I believe. But when you have that perspective of, am I doing this because the source is directing me that way? Am I listening to the source? Are my intentions, am I, my step forward, am I stepping towards where the source is directing me? Because along your path, there are things that are gonna to try to distract you. Some of us have enemies. I believe that all of us have an enemy. But those enemies try to distract you. They try to divert you. They don't want you to head towards the path of the source. They want you to do what they want. They are selfish. Just as we can be selfish. And that misdirection that leads you away from the path to the source is is the reason that we end up in the places that we we sat there wondering why how how did this happen how did i get here and you can sit all day and talk about uh, why i felt like i needed to do that or what my intention was 
where that I felt like this was the, you know, what I should be doing. Or this person made me do that. They told me to do that. Or I'm trying to make this person happy. When you can't rest on that. You will be at odds eventually with with that because that is not your path your path is towards the source when you look at it from that perspective then you can rest at night on that that i'm doing what i feel the source is leading me to do and then when your spouse when your parent when your boss, when your friend becomes upset. You don't own that. That's on them, that they got upset at what you did. You will rest on the fact that you were doing what you feel the source directed you to. Now you need to seek guidance. You need to listen to the source. There are a lot of ways. And when I talk about meditation, part of my meditation is my desire to have a direct relationship with my creator, to commune in the spirit. So I'm separating my mind from what's going on in the day, the, the pain in my body the distractions or the, the emotions that I'm feeling and I'm, I'm just stepping back and, and then I'm communing with my creator. And through that, I feel like I come to understand his direction for me. So, and there are also people that you should be talking to that understand um, what the Creator's will for you is because it is written. I believe that the Source, the Creator, spoke into existence everything with a word. The power of the word is remarkable. The Word is part of the Creator. I know you, 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 some of you may find that weird, but that is what I believe. And so that the Word has also been put down for us to come to understand. That's where I get my direction. There are people that I know that understand the word and help me to understand my direction and what the source's will for me is. And that gives me the perspective of, am I on that course? Is this what I should be doing? Am I misdirected? Am I being selfish? Am I really doing what I should be doing to honor my spouse. And that might have been a gut punch for a lot of people, honoring your spouse. My wife honors me so deeply. She does things and it honors me. And by marriage, I'm obligated to honor her. That is part of what she does because she loves me, because she's committed to me. She honors me. She honors me by doing things that even I don't want to do. Obligate, you know, commitments that we've made. My wife honors me and it, and it humbles me and it reminds me that 
I need to honor her. I need to do that. But that's not my focus. You have to look through the lens of plan A. If I make her, the danger is, is making her my plan A. Doing everything because of her or wanting to make her happy. I, I'm not responsible for her happiness any more than I'm responsible for your happiness. I'm only responsible for myself. And right now, myself is going to put the car in motion. You know, I talked to my therapist and he said, uh, well, my car's telling me I need to put my seatbelt on. <clears throat> my therapist said to me that it's okay uh, to sit in the parking lot because sometimes I come out of here and I can't drive. If you're not currently in therapy, if you're not currently working on yourself, if you're not currently working on your marriage through therapy, if you're not currently being introspective, yet you desire to be that way, or maybe by listening to this, I hope that you come to want that, that you come to want that in your life so that you can become empowered by it, so that you can grow. I say it in this podcast a lot, and I, it is my absolute belief that what are we here for? What is the meaning of life? The meaning of life is growth, to grow in my relationships with my creator, my source. That's my primary responsibility. And then grow in my relationships with my spouse, with my family, with my children, with my friends, with my business relationships. And, and myself and my understanding of self and taking care of this temple that is my body. That's how it's referred to by some people. For me, it's it's a flesh vessel. It is the car, just as I'm driving this car home from the therapist, I'm driving this body, driving this car. <clears throat> I uh, know that I don't always make the right turns and I go down the wrong roads and that's why I'm doing this. I found myself in a completely different place. For those of you who are listening to this maybe the first time, my wife said to me, we need to go to therapy and I didn't know why. I knew that she was upset with me and I knew that I had done some things, but I, you know, I don't know why, but she said we need to go and I, I love her. So we, we went to therapy and that started a process. And very early on in that process, I came to understand the fact that for 20 years of marriage, our 20 year anniversary is coming up in March, for 20 years of my marriage, through the birth of two children, I had been asleep at the wheel. I had been not doing what my responsibilities were in my marriage. I wasn't an active participant. My wife was solely driving our marriage and looking out for our marriage and our children's best interests. I was selfishly careening down the road of life, making turns just willy-nilly. And yes, I said willy-nilly. I wasn't paying any attention. And I found myself in a place in my relationship, one of the second most important relationships in, in my existence is my relationship with my wife. 
first being my relationship with the, with the source. But had I been focused on my relationship with, with the source, then I would have been attending to my relationships with my spouse. Instead, I was being selfish. And being selfish is like the fifth or sixth thing that should be your priority. That's when everything else is all taken care of. Then, then you worry about yourself. Because all of those other relationships, all of the other things that you need to tend to, all the other people that you need to focus on and focusing on the source, you will find that you will be rewarded in those relationships in that you will found, find yourself taken care of. If you are in the right relationship and your spouse has the right direction and the right focus, the right plan A, then they will tend to your needs just as you will tend to theirs. And we will be taken care of. So that's what I meant earlier when I said that you need to worry about your spouse and your spouse will, will worry about you, that you need to <clears throat> tend to that relationship. I, you know, I, I, I don't know how far off the path I've got. I might have drifted because I feel so strongly about this and I'm going to keep circling around the source. I hope that that word echoes with you today for the rest of the day. That if you don't understand what the source is, then that is a relationship that you need to come to focus on. If you don't discover the source in your life and come to a relationship with the source, then you are completely misdirected and you will not come to understand yourself. Every creation has a creator. Every piece of art proves that there was an artist. And this creation, this vessel, this self, if you believe the truth that you are special, the odds that your parents, whoever those are, came together in a relationship, whether that be for life or one night, came together and all of these things created, came to the creation of you, you have to understand that makes you special. You are special. And there was a design in your creation. There was purpose in you. And there is purpose for you. That you came from the source. You were created by the source. And your focus should be the source in your actions. And you will return to the source. So, that's what I hope you take away from today. I wandered off the path. For 20 years I was off the path. And I continued to drift. I continued to be misdirected because that is today's session, folks that I was focusing on self or I was focusing on my wife or focusing on my son and when they were angry I felt responsible 
Now, I might, my actions may have made me responsible. But had I been focusing on plan A, what my purpose, what should have been, my direction, then I believe that my actions would have been different. So, when my focus is off of plan A, I'm focusing on plan B or plan C and making them happy, then I put that emotion, however that ends up, their anger, their sadness, on myself. I feel responsible for it. And for an ADHD person who has lived their entire life hating themselves, I hated myself. And that is a awful thing. And you know what, folks? I still have not found a way to love myself. And I have to do that. That is one of my goals, to find a way to love myself. And I know, I know what that path is. I know, I believe I know how to get there. But there are things that are blocking me. There are things that are stopping me and these are the deeper issues that I have to deal with in therapy. I can't, I can't just lay those things out. And you can't just deal with them all at once. I, I just, I'm not strong enough right now. I'm sorry. That's my ultimate promise. Is that I'm going to continue to pursue that. And that by doing this podcast, if it's interesting to you, maybe you're on the same path, then, then you'll go with me. Maybe, folks, we will see a conclusion to this. That won't stop my, my commitment to therapy, but it will be a glorious thing. It'll be a happy thing. When I come to terms with my block, whatever's stopping me, and I'm, I'm not going to go into it, but in doing that, come to love myself and not hate myself. And then I keep piling up on that because I have put my focus on somebody else. I made somebody else my plan A. Do you see, I hope that some of you can see how my therapist is working to help me uncover and peel back the layers. Because I, I know what the layer underneath is. I know what's down below there. I've got to get to it. I have to expose it and I have to deal with the pain. I know there's pain. That is the commitment. You have to deal with the pain of that core and the layers around it. Some of those things are how you've operated in your marriage and the things you've done and the hurt that you've caused you have to deal with those things you have to expose them I don't know how you particularly are going to resolve those things or whether they can be resolved but you have to put them out there you have to be honest with that that goes back to lying those are the lies you're telling yourself those are the layers and through therapy I'm exposing those lies and being honest my layers are 45 years deep they are the walls that we build and my wife watched Pink Floyd the wall and, and didn't get what I got out of it and what I got out of it is Pink Floyd's telling of a man's life and his existence and the walls that he's built around him and the lies that he's told himself and the ways that he's tried to protect 
what's at the core. And what's at the core is hit this inner child that we've talked about, that is in there and he is trying to protect and not expose. And through Pink Floyd the Wall, he comes to understand those things. And unfortunately for Pink, it exposes an insanity. The walls come down and you're left to judge whether Pink is successful in what he's done. I believe that Pink is in a place where he can now deal honestly with his life, honestly with his relationships, that he does the right thing through that movie. But it is a journey that we take in understanding and seeing what Pink does in his life, the walls that he built and the people in his life, how they've affected him in those relationships. And that mirrors our own lives and our relationships and the walls that we build so that we can see those things. I think it helps us. I think every song echoes back to different walls that we've built or different directions or misdirections that we've had. So I love the movie Pink Floyd The Wall, and unfortunately my wife didn't take any of that away. So I need to watch it with her again. And honestly, if someone who has copyright control of that movie, would you please release it on Blu-ray? It took forever to come out on DVD, so there's obviously some sort of struggle going on. Um, and, and, you know, that's for another day. Please. Release it on Blu-ray. I, now, I have it on DVD, and I'm going to watch it. But you can't get it digitally. So someone's missing an opportunity there. Um, I, I don't know if it's someone doesn't want someone else to profit or whatever. Because these things happen. But I believe that movie, there is benefit to man... And coming to understand, I think it's one of the great movies. I really do. It has spoken into my life. And it's helped me. And maybe you watch Pink Floyd The Wall and you won't take any of that away. But, if you're looking for something to do, find a copy of Pink Floyd The Wall on DVD. It is a movie. It is an album. A record. <clears throat> and... The music and the acting and the imagery uh, can have a, a real effect on you because it did me. So take take that ride. I think a lot of people feel like it, it's a stoner movie that you get. You have to be into an altered state to understand it. And I I believe that those altered states ultimately are just doing what you can do to. Sorry, that's a uh, got a nice loud uh, ringtone uh, for uh, messages that I get because I don't hear well. I used to work on helicopters, so that loud noise was me getting a text. Anyway, um, I believe those altered states are only giving you the separation that you can do through the practice of meditation. You need to practice meditation. It's a skill. Um, I would encourage people also to get a guided meditation method. I do it through an application on my phone where no matter where I'm at, I can start the next daily guided meditation. And I have, you know, I, if people, you know, I don't know if one of my bosses might hear this, but I'm, I'm in a different job now, so I guess it really doesn't matter. I've, I have taken my break, my 15 minutes, there was no one around. I was in a customer site in a conference room and I closed the door and I leaned up against the wall and I sat down and I meditated for 15 minutes. I got separation, I got clarity, 
and I, I was able to operate better, more effectively, I believe, after that, that day. And I, I don't, I believe that, <clears throat> that, that upon looking at it that way, that my boss shouldn't be mad. They should be happy that I did that. But some people don't like that. They see uh, meditation as uh, some sort of Eastern influence. And it is, I, you know, that's where it came from. I'm not going to deny that. But who cares? I believe that in a lot, in, in many different ways, that the religious influences have all have aspects of this. They just call it prayer. It is separation from oneself internally to calm the spirit, bring focus, and commune with the source. Now, my particular religion has directions, and I have people in its structure who help guide me and you may or may not have that in your chosen religion um, I'm not going to go into my beliefs there I believe the commonality is the source it is plan A we should seek that source your focus should come from that. And if, if I am being repetitive, it is because I, this is my focus. This is my ADHD hyper-focus on my drive home from the therapist. And if he's listening, I, I hope I'm right. I hope, I hope he's happy. Now I have to now go about my day and start implementing this into my life. And I hope that you, listener, will stop, take account of your life, and set your direction based on this. That you will um, take a moment, separate yourself from things, gain perspective and set your focus on plan A. It's been a, a pretty heavy episode. This episode was certainly for me. I am speaking words into myself through this. I'm repeating uh, what happens in therapy. You guys get to go along for the ride. You get to uh, come to know what I discussed and my journey along this. And you, you can, hopefully, it becomes a mirror to yourself and your relationships, and it helps you, I hope. I think there, I know that there are family members and, and people I know that are listening to this, and maybe it'll help them to understand me a little bit. Um, and I hope that that's a good thing. I put myself out here for myself. I put myself out here for my wife and for my children, for my own personal growth, for my growth in my relationships. All of them. I think all of them are served through this. Uh, I hope you appreciate it, listener. This is episode five. And as I probably said in the intro, because I haven't recorded it yet, um, I missed last week. And that was ADHD. But this should have been episode six. It's episode five. Uh, we'll keep trucking along. Because I haven't lost sight of the end. Um, we're going to keep going. And if I only have one listener, um, thank you for listening. But there are many listeners. And I thank all of you. I hope that you enjoy this ride. 
and I will talk to you next week. I am home from The Therapist, and this is James. Goodbye.